0: to okie podcast hello welcome back everybody welcome back to okie podcast uh man today i got a really great guest um i'm so happy that she's here i'm so happy that she made time to come out um and i i hope everybody enjoys this episode and uh hope everybody uh you know, gets to know her like I will, you know, Um, haven't really met her. And uh, I'm really happy that I got to meet her right now. Uh, She's an actor, director, writer, and founder and co-chairman of the Will Rogers Film Festival. My guest for today is Leah McCormick. Um, So hello, Leah. Uh, It's uh, really great to meet you finally. And uh, I know that we've been trying to plan this on Planned this podcast for a while and uh so happy that you know we finally got to do it
1: yeah thank you thank you for having me on yeah it's been there's been some crazy crazy excuses why i haven't been here but (laughs) (laughs) ice and negative degrees oh yeah had a lot to do with it (laughs) yep yeah i had
0: to reschedule everybody
1: (laughs) (laughs) but thank you for having me on
0: (laughs) for sure for sure i'm happy that you're here um so, just for the listeners, uh, you want to give a little, uh, tell the listeners about yourself. You know uh, where you grew up, um, how you grew up, and um, and just kind of everything that you know started going towards this journey that you're on now.
1: You okay, know, okay, wow, um, how much time you? <laughs> um- oh, we got time.
0: We have time.
1: <laughs> I grew up in a small no. Um, I was actually born in Muskogee, but I grew up in Bixby. Um, I'm a citizen of Muscogee Nation. Um, I was an athletic trainer in junior high, high school, and then I got a full scholarship to college to TU as an athletic trainer. Um, by the time I got to my junior year in school, I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> got mad? <laughs> because for women, the only thing open at that time for athletic training was rodeo. Mm. And I'm not really a rodeo type gal Mm -hmm. and so my head trainer um at the university said you can go into nursing or physical therapy and that's not what I wanted to do and I had played softball for since I was five and wanted to go into softball or even baseball that's that was where my heart was as far as athletic training and Mm -hmm. that didn't happen so um Got mad, left school, went and got my paramedic license and worked on the streets in Tulsa for a couple of years and then went and started working in the ER thinking the ER would be safer. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Um, I have lots of stories from, uh, Guns being held to my head, stuff like that in the ER. Um, Damn. But I loved it. Loved every bit of it. I've never worked with, I had never worked with a closer knit group of people Mm -hmm. until I started working in film. And then um, being on a film set, it's not life or death like it is in the ER, but it's, you're very close knit. You're very, you know, you finish each other's sentences. You, it's, it's really, it's really a nice experience. But, mm. Wow! But um, I met my husband about 21 years ago. We got married. We had a son. He's 19 now, and uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's good. It's good.
1: <laughs> um, when I was a kid, let me see. I got to back up a little bit. Back for the acting part of it. When I was about nine, I grew up in a trailer in a trailer park, and we had this really big back porch was a big long wooden back porch. it was mm-hmm. perfect for a stage oh. and I had read a book about Helen Keller and just became obsessed. And so I decided I was going to write a play about Helen Keller's life. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a play. I talked some neighborhood kids into helping me with it. We went we, had, we made 25 paper tickets. We went and sold all of those tickets to our play.
2: Dang.
1: I played Helen Keller because I was the diva writer-director. <laughs> you <know, Everything>. <laughs> so I got to say. So um, so I can say now that I wrote, directed, and starred in a play that was sold out
2: mm.
1: <laughs> when I was nine. <laughs> and um, after that, I didn't do much on stage. Uh, I started singing... Um, I guess was in high school, I started singing and um, continued on through college and uh, started doing karaoke and stuff like that and um, then got a band together and I actually sang country music for a little while um, and it was really hard to keep a band together. Mm-hmm there's so many people have different degrees of desire and you know, when you're obsessed with it and other people aren't, it's hard to pull it together. And then sometimes your obsession makes them not want (laughs) to, repels them or whatever. (laughs) But, um, so I sang around different places all over the state. And I think I, I sang in Arkansas a couple of times. Um, but, and I really liked singing, but I just liked the idea of being on stage, I think was, was a lot of the, the, thing but i was sitting in i had quit singing for a while and um was sitting in ihs in sepulpa and uh pick up picked up the cherokee i think it was a cherokee phoenix paper and um becky hobbs was looking for singers for her musical that she wrote Mm -hmm. and i knew who becky hobbs was from back in the 70s and 80s and i'm dating myself but I was a big fan of her music. I loved her, her personality in her songs and stuff. And she's a great songwriter. And I told I took the paper home with me and I told my husband, I said, I don't care about the, being in this musical, but I want to meet Becky Hobbs. So I'm going to go to this audition. And so he's like, okay, I'll go with you. So he went with me and, um, and I sang for Becky Hobbs, which was kind of, Scary. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. But.
1: but when I finished, she said, do you have a CD? And I started laughing because I said, I have all your CDs. And she goes, no, not your CD, not my CDs, you a CD. Have you recorded an album? And I said, no. And she goes, we need to talk. And so um, I said, okay. And I told, I turned to the director and I said, "I." he said, we, we want you in the musical. And I said, that's great. And I said, I want to be in the musical, but I don't want to act. Mm-hmm. I'll just sing. And he said, okay. And just kind of had this funny look on his face. And now I know what the funny look was. Within two weeks of rehearsals, I was bit by the acting bug. Completely bit. Uh-huh. Just just head over. I loved it. I love acting. I ended up doing that musical for five different years. Ooh. Five different productions. Uh-huh. And I went to Nashville to uh, Becky's husband's studio and recorded an EP. <laughs> so um but um but that's what got me like started acting again i, I say again because i did when i was nine but again yeah um and then within i want to say like two months of finishing that first year finishing the musical that first year i saw an audition for a short film that was being shot in missouri and um i sent in an audition tape and just did what I thought, you know, I hadn't had any classes, didn't know what I was doing. I thought, well, whatever. And I sent in an audition tape and the director called me and said, we, we want to give you the part, but I want to uh, take you to dinner because we need to talk about details. And I said, okay. And so um, that's when um, my husband and I went to dinner with the director and um, we talked about... It was a short film, but it was, it was very professionally done. It was very, um, it was a, I think they were college, they were college students. It was a college film, but it wasn't like any other college film I've ever done. (laughs) It was very well financed and very professional, very professional set. Um, they put me up in a penthouse in Springfield, Missouri in a hotel And I had a driver (laughs) (laughs) after the, after the first day of shooting, I come back to the hotel and I called my husband and I was like, things are changing when I get home. (laughs) They didn't, (laughs) but, (laughs) but it was a very, they paid me for an extra day to come and play with the dog because there was a dog in the short film and it was supposed to be my dog and they wanted it to look convincing. Oh. So the dog and I played all day long, one whole day to get <laughs> wow. used to each other. And, be, and, it, and it actually, I mean, it worked out. I think it looks convincing that we were, you know, that we were close, but, uh-huh. but, um, that film went on to go to Cannes Film Festival. And, um, which made me feel really good because it went to France. And so that's cool. And then it was in a, it was in a film festival in Germany after that. So, oh wow. That's um, cool. Yeah. So, I was excited about that my first time out, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so then, um, I started looking around for acting classes and, um, people, this, this is controversial because a lot of people think this is a scam or whatever, but I went through Actors, Models, and Talent for Christ. And it's a, um, it's a program for people that think they might want to do singing, acting, whatever. Mm -hmm. And what these people did, I, I. I still I'm very grateful for them and and what they did was they steered you in the right direction of, you know, if you were a singer, they, they helped you find and make connections with people in that industry. If you Mm -hmm. were an actor, they helped and helped you find people in that industry. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of really great connections because of that program. Um, I went to the showcase in Florida. I can't say I bombed, but I didn't get an agent. I didn't, didn't sign with an agent out of that. Mm -hmm. But a couple of years later I met with those agents that I had met then and they all wanted to sign me. So, so it wasn't, and they remembered me from Florida. So, so it wasn't a bad thing. It was good connections, I guess I should say. And so, um, but they also tell you about the business side of the business so that you're not screwed over, so that you're not, you know, there's so many people that get taken yeah. by this by this industry, by people that are just swindlers. And, and so that helped a lot. Um, there's a lot of actors in the industry that are on regular television shows. There's a friend of mine that's on Jumanji. He's been, he plays... He plays Kevin Hart's other personality, Fridge. Oh, he—he's it's Cedarius Blaine. He's—he's uh-huh. he's like twice as tall as Kevin Hart, but <laughs> yeah. he plays. It. Well, Cedarius went through AMTC, and so we're both alumni, and so we're automatically. When I told him that, we've started talking, and he's a friend of mine. You know that kind of—it's kind of a camaraderie kind of thing, and so mm-hmm. so it's not a bad thing. And then, um, I started doing. Uh, I was trying to think. I took acting classes in Dallas. And then I wanted to find someplace closer to home because that's quite a bit of a drive. Yeah. And so I started going to um, creative actors in Springfield, Missouri. And I was going once a week and it's two and a half hours each way. Damn. <laughs> but wow. you go where you got to go. I yeah. Mean, you know, there wasn't anything here, really. I, Norman is 15 to 20 minutes farther away from my house than Springfield was. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, which way do I go? Which direction? So I went to Springfield for a while. I think it was about a year and a half. And then I started going to actor factory in Norman. And, um, I still take classes at the actor factory. I love Christopher Alfer. I've learned so much from him. Um, but now I'm taking classes with Tom Totteroff out of New York city he has a conservatory there, and I was going to attend the conservatory, and COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So now I'm take I take classes every Saturday for five hours, um, for with him through Zoom. Oh wow! And um, then I take private comedy, situational comedy classes with Matthew Barry on Tuesdays, and it's just he and I doing situational comedy, and he's teaching me the rules of situational comedy, and it's it's. It's the best hour of my week mm-hmm. hands down because he and I are laughing to the point we're about to cry every Tuesday. <laughs> so <laughs> so I am learning, but I'm laughing the whole time. It's hilarious. Yeah. It is hilarious. <laughs> but um but um that's how my journey came about. I don't mm-hmm. know what else you want. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How long have you been at the Actor Factory?
1: Um, let me see. I started taking classes at Actor Factory about four years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've only been acting about six years now.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Um, I did that musical that I was talking about. It's called Non-Yee-Hee. Um It's controversial, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did. The, they did a short film we did a short film Mm -hmm. called Nanihi that was the same premise as the musical. And, um, I played one of the women in the film, but also I did all of the props and the set design for the film. damn! And so, um, I'm very proud of that. I've always been, I'm actually a basket weaver and I've taught basket weaving for about 20 years. And, um, done other things I do gourd work I do um leather work I make moccasins I make all kinds of stuff but um that's cool but so to be able to do the set design on a native film and the props To get them right (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) was really nice, (laughs) you know, to not have to see, you know, but, um, (laughs) but we actually won with that film. That film went all over the country and um, it, it was inducted into the Oklahoma Movie Hall of Fame. I can't remember if it was, I think it wasn't last year. I think it was in 2019 maybe 2018 it was inducted in the Oklahoma movie hall of fame, which really? makes me feel good because I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'd feel good,
0: good. too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's really freaking cool.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I've only been acting. It's been about six years. i want to say, cause this is 2001. Yeah. About 2015, maybe seven years. Dang. So
0: Yeah. And you're, uh, you're starting to get work. I'm like, trying. Yeah yeah. 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 You know, I see you on your Facebook, you know, always, uh, I mean, you just always have something to do, you know, with, uh, mm-hmm. that industry. And, uh, yeah, when I reached out, I was like, I don't know, she might be too busy to come <laughs> on, <No, laughs> you know, no, no. but I mean, we just had stuff going on, like that ice storm and yeah. all all kind of crazy stuff just happened. And I was like, Dang, yeah, <laughs> can you have a podcast? Everything happens.
1: <laughs> well, and I'm a hermit. I mean, since I was a hermit before COVID and then COVID like, was. Gave me permission to dig even deeper, <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm the same way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I, I've been able since COVID happened, I have been able to do a lot of uh, plays on Zoom. Oh, really? I've done a lot of plays on Zoom, and I directed one for Tele Theater in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I directed one in January. Um, it was fun, it was uh, had, a, had an incredible cast. I was just like. <laughs> wow (laughs) I wish I could get their autographs (laughs) but um I got to do a table a table read for dead center film festival last summer um which was incredible um it's uh it was a play or a screenplay I don't even remember the name of the screenplay that's awful. Um, but it was a screenplay that it was the screenplay that won the Dead Center Film Festival screenplay contest, uh-huh. and their prize was to get it read, do a table read online, mm-hmm. and so we did the table read. But but there was incredible, like Dee Wallace was in it. I don't know if you know her; she's mm-hmm. an actress that's been around forever. Really? Um, it's a period uh, screenplay from the like sixteen hundreds, and um, it was it was so much fun. I. It, it was just so much fun. But um, but I've done several table reads this year. Um, I shot a commercial last year. Actually, it was funny. Um, everybody's talking about like a year ago is when everything shut down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A year ago, Tuesday, this next Tuesday, I was doing a Toyota commercial. But it's not – I don't know whether to call it a commercial. It's – Inside their dealerships Mm -hmm. they have a video that talks about leasing your vehicle Mm -hmm. i did that video oh really and i was recording i was we were filming that the day before like everything was shut down Mm -hmm. um so yeah and i got to work with a dog (laughs) there's a theme there (laughs)
2: the best part i love dogs
1: <laughs> i'm just gonna put that on special skills on my resume i work with dogs only <laughs>
0: and you got you got proof we do yeah.
2: we
1: do yeah. we have proof but <laughs> that dog was so much fun though he oh he was funny but um i think he was secretly an actor but but i got to be in a kia commercial in last January for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. We were laughing because it. I don't usually like. And this sounds snotty and I don't mean it this way. But I don't usually do background work just because I have done background work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's grueling and those people don't get enough credit. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I'm diabetic. And so I have to really take care of myself to do background work because sometimes you don't get meals for. Hours at a time and yeah. stuff like that. And so um, I have to really weigh my... But I got a call from my agent and he said, you want to do a Kia commercial? It, you're going to be background. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. And we were supposed to be... I can say it now, I guess, because it's all over with a year ago. But um, the guy from Tulsa, he did the Kia commercial. He's a football player and and he had been homeless. And he played for the Raiders. And um, they were the commercial was themed around that and everything, so we were all supposed to look like Raiders fans, mm-hmm. and so I wore a black coat and everything. and And it was cold. We were outside in the stadium at OSU, and I was, and um, I was cold. And there was probably 100, 150 of us, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, we were all supposed to go through the line because we're supposed to be crazy fans, you know. And we're all supposed to go through the prop line, and they were handing out these different props to people and like. Fake popcorn and fake hot dogs and, you know, different stuff, like a pom-pom thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. They were passing stuff out to people and nobody would take this big white Afro wig. And we get down to me and I wasn't paying attention. And the guy's (laughs) like, you want this? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) And I didn't think it. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't care. You know, Uh I was like, whatever. I'm not going to be seen anyway. I'm an extra, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so I put on this white wig and it was cold outside i mean because it was in january it was Mm -hmm. like january 3rd
2: oh god
1: and it was cold and i put on this wig and i had my hair all up in it you know and everything it was warm Mm -hmm. it was so warm putting that (laughs) wig on and it stuck out like this and just big i look like a (laughs) q-tip and um and everybody kept looking at me and making fun of me you know and stuff like that while we were getting ready to shoot
2: yeah
1: commercial come out They had taken however many of us, like a hundred of us or whatever, they would have us in a group and they would film us and then they'd have us move to this other group and they would film us and they'd have us move to another group and they would film us and like that.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I kind of had an idea what they were going to do, but I didn't know what exactly it was going to look like. When the commercial come out, my husband and I paused it on the TV. I'm on the screen about 50 times. (laughs) And the reason I know this is cuz I could see that big white afro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my I was in the Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> Nobody knows it was even a person but <laughs> but it's there. But it's yeah.
0: There. <laughs> Who's the Q tip? No, yeah, just kidding. Exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly. I still have that wig too. The guy wouldn't take it back. Oh really? So, yeah. Should have brought it. <laughs> I should have. I should have. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> uh,
0: explain but, your uh your play that you did on Zoom.
1: Oh, the the one I directed.
0: Yeah. How how did all that go with the uh, Zoom?
1: Um. Well, it's it's really cool. Um. I'm not sure the technical aspects. Um, Tara Moses is a director and playwright in the Tulsa area. She's a seminal citizen. And she actually just got, she just announced that she was going to Brown for her graduate school next fall. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really proud of her. But she's so talented, but um, she is the artistic director of Tulsa the theater in Tulsa. And that Tulsa is a theater that promotes Native American and and Indigenous people, um, uh, their plays and stuff like that. And and um, I think the season's over now. It was it was like fall and part of winter, and it's over now. But mm-hmm. she asked me to. I had she had been my mentor in directing a couple of years ago, and um, she asked me to direct this play. And it's a play by Carolyn Dunn, and um, it's called Three Sisters, and it was set in Louisiana in the swamp lands. And, um, it's about these sisters coming home because their aunt that raised them is getting ready to pass on and they're coming to say their farewell, you Mm -hmm. know, too. And, um, it's a very well-written play. Um, but it's very sophisticated in its writing. Uh, Dr. Carolyn Dunn is a professor and, uh, incredible talent as far as Writing and and um, I've worked with her several times. She's a great lady, and um, and uh, it was very—I don't know how to—very poetic. the The play is so it's not in your literal day to day speech. Some of it, and so um, she writes a lot. Are you f- familiar with Mary Catherine Nagel? Uh, She's a playwright too, a Cherokee playwright. A little bit, a little bit. Um, Mary Catherine Nagel has a play called Sovereignty. um, is written where you'll have part of the scene will be contemporary time and part of the scene will be 1600s part of the scene will be contemporary part of it will be 1800s but I mean and the same characters are in each but they change personalities Mm -hmm. and Carolyn does that too and so on Zoom it was a little tricky Mm -hmm. To try to switch from contemporary to <laughs> another realm just on, because you're limited with Zoom. Everybody's in a little breedy Bunch block, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I tried to do it with backgrounds, changing their backgrounds and changing the tone on their faces. Mm-hmm. If that, have, are you familiar with the Zoom and it has the different.
0: I'm just now getting into oh, okay. Zoom, so...
1: Okay. I almost feel like I'm a Zoom expert as far as like showing stuff, but... So teach
0: me. <laughs> but <laughs> I could, <laughs> but
1: um, but in the... I don't want to give away the play, but um, there's a person in the play. <laughs> I can give this part away because it kind of comes up first. There's a person in the play that's not exactly alive, but they're still talking to everybody. And so to portray that, and that was Madeline, Maddie Easley. Uh, uh, she's a, an actress in, I think Maddie lives in New York. She lives back East somewhere. Um, anyway, great native actress. Um, I, I had cast her because she fit exactly the, the description of the character. And so she got to be a ghost during the entire play. Mm-hmm. And since she was the ghost and I couldn't tell people that and her character never says anything about being a ghost, I w- but I wanted people to know that sh- her tone was different on her screen, like I had her grayed out.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And her background was the same background as everybody else's, but it was grayed out. Mm-hmm. So that you could tell there was a difference, but you didn't know why and then it would start describing You know, it would help describe her later. Yeah. Help help give it an indication later. And then, like, when the matriarch does pass away, she switched to the gray so that you could tell, you know she died and oh look she's the same color as maddie (laughs) you know that kind of thing yeah (laughs) so so it was really interesting we only had since it was just essentially a table read because we didn't memorize nobody memorized their parts they read their parts but um Mm -hmm. we only had two rehearsals but um the actresses that were in it because it was it was all females except for one one gentleman actor but all the rest of them were actresses um they are all so established in their careers that I didn't, I didn't have to give them. I mean, it was they made it easy on me. I guess I should say because they were so, they were just great. Yeah. they were incredible. They they were just Marissa Carr. Um, she's a playwright and an actress from. Uh, I want to say Wisconsin. And she played one of the characters and she, her character in it was an actor. And so I had her background be a theater stage the whole time because Mm -hmm. she was at the end. And I'll give, I'll give it away. Anyway, (laughs) at the end of it, you find out that during the whole entire play, it was just Marissa's character doing a one woman show. Talking about all these people. Oh. So they weren't actually there. She was talking about them. So that's why she was on a stage the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so it was, anyway, but. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> wow, but I've directed I've directed kids before. I've directed kids in musicals and stuff. I just had never directed adults. Yeah. <laughs> so that was especially
0: through Zoom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a little different.
0: I was trying. to, Yeah, I was trying to figure out like because you said that play through Zoom and I was like, well, how'd that work? You know?
1: <laughs> well, we just we met, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and we we did our rehearsals and everything, and then the night of the performance, um, we all went to a different Zoom channel whatever yeah that we had before the one that tara gave us and then she flipped it and put it on a, on facebook live oh. so you can find it on facebook live on teletulsa page. oh really mm.
0: i'm gonna have to check that out
1: but it's I... from january i can't remember what date january 20 something
0: everybody check that out yeah teletulsa
1: yeah but i don't it, tara's magical that way i don't know how she got it from zoom to facebook live but I think there's an option on the computer, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be the host to see all that kind of stuff. Oh know. yeah.
0: Hmm. But, yeah. I'm just now starting to get into zoom, you know, as reaching out to people outside of the state. So, yeah, and then I did one with two of my buddies on their Well, they have a podcast too. Uh, and we did one. It was my first time. I, I didn't mess with zoom or anything and we got on and <laughs> I was trying to sit there and control it and I was recording and I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird.
1: It is weird.
0: <laughs> Cause I was just getting used to this and then now it's like on that and then you could see my big old face. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I did a, I did
1: a play, I guess it was in October, September, or October. I did a play on, well, it was, it was a play, but we shot it like it was a film mm-hmm. on zoom. And Daniel Lehman Smith is the writer, director, and it was at a play festival, but um, when, I mean, when we got finished with it, it was at a play festival, but um, we shot it, he shot it with Zoom Mm -hmm. like it was a film. I mean, like the scenes that I was in. He would schedule us, you know, like a shooting schedule for mm-hmm. a film. He would schedule us. And, like, Kenny Ray Ramos is an actor out of California, and he's great. Remember his name because he's going places. Um, he played my grandson in the film mm-hmm. film play. And it's funny because he's not young enough to be my grandson, and I'm not old enough to be his grandma, but you'll see why when you see the thing because I played his grandma that had passed, And so he's remembering me when I was younger. But but anyway. (laughs) But one of the scenes I had to, one of the scenes I was in, I had to go out into my backyard and dance. And so I had to take my computer outside and set it up (laughs) so that Daniel could record me dancing in my backyard (laughs) with Zoom.
0: Yeah, with Zoom. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Isn't that crazy? But it worked and yeah. it looked good on the thing. I was um, like, "Wow." <laughs> so yeah, any, almost anything's possible with Zoom. <laughs> but, Shout out Zoom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And then I was a I was in a play um another play for the same boat theater collective. They had a play festival and I was in a play with uh, for them and there was four of us in the cast. And we ended up going, this was the same time, about the same time we ended up, um, same boat theater collective is a, is a theater in San Francisco that all of the plays have to do with environment and, um, saving the environment and environmental issues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting. A lot of the stuff is really interesting and, um, Jay-Z Bates was the playwright for the play, and I auditioned for the play, and I've done plays for Jay-Z Bates before, and hers are even more poetic than Dr. Carolyn Dunn and Mary Mary Catherine Uh, Nagel. Jay-Z's plays are very poetic, and uh, they're not literal. They're very, I don't know what you call it, fantastical, or what I don't know what you call it. But anyway, I auditioned for her play, and... Got a part and there was four of us um, in the play and we ended up, we did that play festival. And then because of that play festival, some people at a play festival in India saw it mm-hmm. and had us perform in India on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wasn't in India, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was in India <laughs> on Zoom. We played and it was funny because it was like three o'clock in the morning is when I had to perform.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> it was
1: weird. <laughs> I mean, I did it, but it was yeah. just—it was like okay, everybody in my house is asleep
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: except me. But um, but then another play festival in India invited us to come this March, mm. not come, but come on Zoom, yeah, this March and do it again.
0: That's cool. So that's really is, neat.
1: Yeah. It's only like a 7-minute <laughs> play, but <laughs> but it was funny. It was I mean funny weird, but but it's been it's been interesting the the whole Zoom thing. So
0: That's good though like um yeah. even in this like COVID times and everything, you know, you're still
1: stuff still moving. Yeah, and... you're
0: still, you know, finding a way to, yeah. you know, keep uh doing what you want to do with acting and everything, man. I yeah. think that's really cool, you know.
1: I had my first LA audition um, last April mm. on Zoom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, you know, I have a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she sounds like Chewbacca. <laughs> and my biggest fear was during the audition she was going to talk to the cam- to the screen, and she did. <laughs> In the middle of the audition, needless to say, I didn't get the part, oh. but it was, you know, COVID had just happened and we just started getting the idea of we can do this stuff on screens and, and, you know, I had taken over our dining room because there was no other room in our house mm-hmm. to put my computer and to do my audition stuff and everything. And, and, um, it, it. I've come a long way, thank goodness, with my equipment and stuff like that. I didn't have hardly anything to begin with. Now I have more stuff. But um, mm-hmm. but I did another L.A. audition, or not L.A., New York audition. Um, I guess it's been two weeks ago when we had no water. Oh, yeah. And um, I talked my husband into renting a hotel room in town and he drove me cuz i was not going to drive in the snow and ice but um he drove me and i spent the night in the hotel room set up my computer did my audition in the c- hotel room and mm-hmm. then came home <laughs> 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 so but you know you do what you have to do but i haven't heard from that yet <laughs> fingers are crossed cuz it's a, b- a really good part but
0: man yeah i hope you get that man yeah. god so i really like you know like uh just oklahoma people you know out there doing things that they want to do. And yeah, for real, like fingers crossed, I hope you, I hope you get that.
1: Well, and, and represent, you know, there's so many people that think, especially I, I laughed. I mean, I was really happy with the McGirt decision, you know, that were a reservation mm-hmm. and all that. I was really happy with that, but it also made me laugh because back in college, my roommate, my freshman year roommate, they had hooked us together. Um, that was back before you know computers and stuff like that. They had hooked us together and and told us about each other and said you can write to each other before school starts. And my roommate was from Minnesota. She was from Minneapolis. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she, her first letter to me was, "Do you live in a teepee?" And I was like. Do you not, do people in Minnesota not live in, like, now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what is your, why would you think we're, you know, that we're any further back than you are, you know? Yeah. And so my, when the McGirt thing happened, I thought, oh, Lord, now there's going to be even more people. <laughs> they Oh, they are a reservation. They are going to live it, you know?
0: Now's <laughs> our time to yeah. live in TV.
1: Maybe they'll get cars, you know, or whatever, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god so
1: but but yeah I'm, I'm hoping especially with the film industry looking at us now mm-hmm. and wanting to shoot here and shooting here now mm-hmm. that they will realize that we aren't still in the 1800s yeah. you know that we have come you know we are modern we're not we're not
0: you know. uh yeah uh stuck in the The old West or whatever, you know.
1: (laughs) So that's why I'm hoping. Maybe, I don't know. But I guess it says more about people that don't think that than, (laughs) I don't know. But there's a lot of, I mean, I was noticing the other day, there's a lot of celebrities that come through Tulsa that I had no idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Come through. Which I was in the airport. It's been a few years ago, but I was in the airport, and Dennis Rodman was standing next to me in the what? airport, and it was right after he had done something really like cringy. I don't remember which thing it was, and he was standing next to me, and I was like, I think I'm gonna walk over here because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want him making eye contact with me. <laughs>
2: Tony, Tony. That should move away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah.
1: But I, I, you know, Jennifer Garner comes. Her, she has family and a farm in. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town. It's northeast. <laughs> it's up there by Enola, but I can't. Locust Grove. Locust Grove for yeah, real. Yeah. She has family that lives there, and she has a ran- She has a farm there, cause she makes like organic baby food now or something.
2: Hmm. And mm. uh,
1: yeah, so she comes through all the time.
0: Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Everyone leave her alone.
1: I know. That's what I'm like. <laughs> Nobody bothers. That's why Garth Brooks lived in Owasso for so long. He said people left him alone. I saw him at Taco Bueno. I can't tell you how many times I saw that man at Taco Bueno.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: And I, I did never. I think one time I just kind of waved at him like, "Hey, how you doing?" But nothing. You know, because I was like, I don't want him to be. Yeah. I, I, uh, we talked about this film that I can't talk about, but I'm going to talk about this one part of it. Mm. Um, this one celebrity that I worked with about a year ago, um, we were in a public area getting ready to shoot. And this person had to come on set, hat, sunglasses, coat, And he had the collar pulled up, Mm -hmm. you know, so nobody would recognize him. He gets there. He has the wrong pants on for the scene. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait for wardrobe to bring him the right pants. The bathroom in this public place was about 40 yards from where we were. Mm hmm. He couldn't go to the bathroom to change clothes because they were afraid someone would recognize him. Oh, yeah. So he had to stand in the back of the room with security standing in front of him and change his pants.
0: Oh, man.
1: How undignified. I mean, I just, I felt so bad because I was like, I can go to the bathroom anytime I want. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, Wow. You know, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. When you actually think about it, it's like, can't even go to the bathroom. Can't even, uh, go out anywhere, you know, Mm-mm. without somebody. Oh. And that's the thing. Like whenever I've, uh, who'd I meet? I lived in New Mexico
2: mm.
0: and, uh, this one, there's a place called the Chavez center. It's a big old gym. And this one time I went there and, uh. Terry Crews is there
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I walked in and there's you know this giant dude and he was lifting all these weights strong strong dude and I was like oh that might be like a professional athlete or something and then uh anyways I got on a treadmill and I started running or whatever or jogging and uh he got like right by me and he had his hood on though you know uh-huh. it was tied on and it was tied real tight so
2: mm-hmm. I didn't
0: know it was Terry Crews at the time I just thought like oh you know like whatever mm-hmm. and uh in that gym like you can't like you know when you deadlift and Mm -hmm. then you put you push the weights down you know it's real loud you can't do that right anyways they're letting him do whatever he wanted so i was like oh man it might be like a pro athlete or like a college athlete getting ready to go somewhere you know and then he got on the treadmill next to me and i looked and the dude's like sprinting like just going hard he has it on a 8.5 miles per hour
1: oh my gosh
0: running and uh I had my mile in, so I was like, Jesus, you know, this guy's, like, going, and and he he ran for a long time, and then, uh, anyways, you know, uh, he goes to this other part, and it's, like, a, uh, it was an aerobic room, but it was closed, and he was in that little corner, anyways, I'm, like, grabbing towels, because I was on something, I was going to wipe it down, and mm-hmm. I go up, and I go to that towel thing and I see his face and I'm like, Oh shit, that's Terry <laughs> Cruz. And then like, I'm like kind of starstruck because I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of his and he's real he's funny.
2: Talented.
0: Yeah. He's a really funny dude. And, uh, and nobody knew it was him though because he had his hoodie on and he was like moving around really fast, you know, so you wouldn't recognize him. And anyways,
2: not making
0: eye contact. yeah. And then I, I walked up to him and I was like, are you Terry Cruz? Like really like, you know, quiet. And he goes, like he looked around he goes who wants to know (laughs) and then I was like oh that's cool you know and I didn't like bug him or anything I was like cool man I was like you know whatever nice to meet you I didn't ask for a picture you know because I felt like he wanted to be there and work out in peace you know not have anybody deal you know uh bug him so anyways he left and I was like oh that's pretty cool he's big like he's real tall like taller than me like just
2: so
1: Bill, he looks kind big on TV, but you never know. Yeah. It was like, Dennis Quaid? What? He, he ain't <laughs> near as big. He ain't near as big as he looks like on TV. Not even cl- I could whoop him. I am I was standing next to, when he came to town for, I can only imagine, a few years ago. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. I yeah. worked
1: on that. And he came downstairs. He came down the elevator and came out of the elevator, and I was like, That guy has Dennis Quaid's face, but... (laughs) I just kept looking at him like, what the... And I walked up to him and he's not any taller than I am. Really? I promise. And it says he's six foot on IMDb, but I'm like, that man's not any taller than me and I'm not six foot tall. (laughs) (laughs) He's not very big at all. I was totally
2: shocked. (laughs)
1: Totally shocked. Now, one person that is big... I went to the Western Heritage Awards uh, cocktail party a couple of years ago at the Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. And I went there specifically to meet Barry Corbin because I'm a huge Barry Corbin fan and have been. Mm -hmm. Thank the Lord. Barry Corbin is as nice as I thought he was and we are friends now. I've been to his house. I mean, he's, nice. he's an incredible, wonderful mentor. I can pick up the phone anytime I want and call him. And he, he gives me all great advice. And I just love him to death. But this isn't I mean, I was excited about meeting him. But <laughs> I was a friend of mine is a casting director in Texas. And I was following her around at this big cocktail party. And another actor friend of ours named Mike was in Ronnie was in front and she's real short and then Mike was standing behind her and then I was behind and we were in line walking because it was easier to walk through the crowd in a line, you know, if we stood in line.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um so we're walking through this and people are just crowded like sardines, you know. And I couldn't see much because I'm not that tall. And um they stopped and the crowd stopped and I we were looking for Reba McIntyre because she was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to look over people and I can't, you know, hardly see or anything. And I asked, I tapped a mic cause he's in front of me and I was like, why'd she stop? And he said, I don't know. And, um, so I turned to the lady next to me on my right. And I said, do you know why the line stopped? She said, no. And, uh, I said, Hmm. Okay. So I leaned over this way and I grabbed this guy's arm. Mm-hmm. And just as I was getting ready to ask him why the line stopped, I looked up and it was Kevin Costner
2: oh what and I
1: went oh shit <laughs> <laughs> he turned and looked at me and busted out laughing <laughs> I said I'm sorry <laughs> it's fine and he was laughing and his whoever was with him took his arm and took him away but uh-huh. <laughs> that's how I met Kevin
0: Costner
1: <laughs> but he's really tall <laughs> is he? yeah <laughs> but I said oh shit to him <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'll probably be getting the call to be on Yellowstone soon. <laughs> Which, uh, I have a friend that's on Yellowstone, uh-huh. and I keep telling him,
0: <laughs> "Yeah, already, please." Can't come you on.
1: tell him you have people that can be on there? <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah. <laughs>
2: kevin costner yeah i that's cool he was there
1: i cussed at him yeah (laughs) yeah oh shit (laughs) it was the year he got inducted that year oh really yeah
0: oh nice
1: yeah and last year it was supposed to be kurt russell and robert duvall and because of covid they they canceled it Mm -hmm. but i read the other day that they're going to add them to this year's oh so and barry corbin is a He's already been inducted there, mm-hmm. and so he's like a lifetime member now or whatever, and so he gets to come back every year. And he comes back and he like helps present and stuff like that. So, him and his wife will be there. Oh, nice too. So, hell yeah. But I met Rex Lind, um, who's now dating Reba McIntyre. Oh, really? I met him then. Um, he's a really nice man, and Buck Taylor, and uh, which which funny. Barry Corbin, Buck Taylor, and Rudy Ramos. Rudy was supposed to be here be there that year and he got sick. He's a friend of mine too, Rudy Ramos. Mm-hmm. But um they all have the same agent, I do so. <laughs> I'm like you guys need to tell her that I'm a package deal with you. Yeah. Whatever parts you get, I need to go with you. <laughs> but,
2: but no. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man, I have that's a, awesome.
1: I have a friend that's a writer here in Broken Arrow that um, wrote a scene for Barry Corbin and I to do together. Oh, really? So um, I'm going to see if I can go to Barry's sometime soon mm-hmm. and shoot the scene with him. I think it'd be fun yeah. put on my put on my website and stuff like that. I think it'd be good because I've always wanted to work with him. And if I can't get other people to pay me to work with him then <laughs> <laughs> I'll just work with him on my own. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to so, do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's he's a big Will Rogers fan and so that's the reason I went to the Western Heritage Awards is to meet Barry Corbin because I knew he was a Will Rogers fan uh-huh. to see if he would help us with our festival.
2: Oh. And he
1: has and loves it and c- has continued to help us. So. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really good.
1: So, yeah. So
0: that's cool. He's like, so like nice and everything. And he's, like you said, you know, I just,
1: he's so laid back. It's not even <laughs> funny. I mean, he's, I don't know even how to, so many people tell me he reminds me of my dad. And that's, I mean, that's, he reminds me of my dad too. I mean, he's so fatherly mm-hmm but he's so laid back and so kind and just generous, just completely generous. And oh, this is a funny, funny story. I probably should say, probably shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but um, you know who Wilfred Brimley was?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> people think Barry is Wilfred Brimley sometimes. Oh, really. And he laughs because. He and Tommy, I'm I'm trying to, I'm doing this slow because I'm trying to get it right. Cause it, cause Barry told me the story. He and Tommy Lee Jones and Wilford Brimley were working on something together in, I want to say San Antonio or Houston. And they went out to eat at a cafe mm-hmm. and Tommy Lee said, Barry went to go sit down with Wilford and Tommy Lee said, no, you don't do that. We'll sit over here. Mm-hmm. And they sat down, and they and Wilfred was sitting by himself eating because they were on like their lunch break or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Barry said, "Pretty soon, not too long after they sat down, somebody approached Wilfred Brimley, and he s- said some cuss words and told them to leave him the blank alone." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy's like, "See, that's why I told you not to sit over there." <laughs> He said, but that's what he was like, that he was, he was not approachable. He did not like his fans. He does not. And he said, so it, it really kind of hurts his heart when people think he's Wilford Brimley. Mm, they okay. don't know that, but, yeah. but he's like, no, I'm not, I love my fans. Yeah. I love y'all. <laughs> Cause he does. He yeah. loves, he's, he's a great, great guy. And yeah. he will stop forever. I've watched, we've, I've been out with him places and he will stop forever. And sign autographs and take pictures and stuff. Oh, like that's that. freaking cool. And so he he never has a problem doing that. So yeah. he said I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for people liking me. So mm-hmm. that's the way he gives back. So Damn. He's a cool guy. Cool guy.
0: Yeah, that's how but, you <clears throat> that's how I would be. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: I can't I've never met well, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like if I do like see a celebrity, like sometimes I'm just kinda scared to yeah. like bother them because i don't know i don't want to get it might be having a bad day and he just like cussed me out Yeah,
2: that's.
1: well that's (laughs) when i I met barry i i drove from here to oklahoma city and i i specifically i bought the ticket for the cocktail party to meet barry corbin that was the only reason i was there Mm -hmm. and i circled him about four times before yeah (laughs) Because I couldn't get my nerve up. I finally, my, Ronnie, that friend of mine that's casting director, she knows him. And she was like, what are you doing? I'm trying to get my nerve up to meet Barry Corbin. She goes, come here. And she pushed me up. So I was like, oh, okay. So, but I just, I didn't know how to, I was, like you said, I didn't want him to unload on mm-hmm. me. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know he wouldn't, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, but.
0: It's so crazy, like, because you don't know how to approach him either, like, Mm -mm. like. uh...
1: Well, and I do know, like, that person (laughs) I was telling you about um, that couldn't, that had to change clothes behind security. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be approached like a regular person. He Mm -hmm. wanted to be talked to like a regular person. He said it made him feel nervous and uneasy when people were like, oh. Oh, eh,"
2: yeah. You
1: know, he said it puts you on the spot. You feel funny. Yeah. He said, just talk to me like a regular person. Mm -hmm. So I did. Cool. So, he was nice, nice guy. That's but, good. But hopefully, that film will come out eventually, and I'll get to talk about it. <laughs> 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 I can talk about Golden Arm, I guess. Um, oh, if you yeah. wanted me to talk about Golden, Golden Arm?
0: Arm. Um, Did you, uh, real quick, uh, see the trailer?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've actually seen the whole film. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Um, forget that question. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, I didn't have... It's funny because I didn't have a a speaking part in it at all. Um, I had a featured extra part. Mm -hmm. And the only reason... This is awful and I don't mean to sound snotty, but the only reason I did background for that film was because it was a comedy with a bunch of women in it and it was directed by a woman. Mm -hmm. And... I read the script and was like, I want to be a part of that. I, I, that is hilarious. I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so my agent submitted me to be one of the wrestlers. And so I'm one of the arm wrestlers. Yeah. In the film. My character's name is killer. Katie killer. Katie. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, (laughs) I haven't laughed to that point on a set, and I don't know that I ever have laughed to that point. Um, the way comedies are shot a lot of times, a lot of it is just improv. They, they the director will give the actors, you know, we need to get from A to B in this scene. Yeah. Go for it, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, Mary Holland is one of the leads, or the lead, I guess, and... You've probably she's been in lots of commercials, been a lot of television, a lot of films. Um, She's flipping hilarious. She's a very laid back, funny person, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, usually the straight, straight person, you know, the straight guy in the scene. And then Betsy Sodaro, I don't know if you're familiar with Betsy Sodaro, but (laughs) she's she was in the that uh, Adam Sandler movie not too long ago. The one about Halloween.
0: Oh, Hubie
1: Halloween. I think that's yeah. the name of it. Yeah, she was in she was in that and Betsy is hilarious. She is on all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Stuff coming out of her mouth. Her brain moving. I mean, she is just she is I couldn't quit laughing ever. <laughs> and then um Ron Funches plays Her Love Interest. <laughs> But also, he's the, the arm wrestling announcer. Oh, okay. And the scenes that I did with, uh, oh, Olivia, I forgot about Olivia uh, Stambouli is um, the villain. And um, she's from Australia. And she's, she's been in Walking, De- Walking Dead and she's been in several other things. Um, she's great. Great to work with. And she's funny. She's really funny. But Ron, I had to, one of the scenes I had to wrestle Olivia. Arm wrestle L- Olivia. And Ron, the entire time, is doing one-liners about me. Mm-hmm. Making fun of me. Conti- my character. Making mm-hmm. fun of me. Just over and over and over and over again. And I'm having to stay in character. <laughs> yeah. And not laugh at all these juicy, funny things he's saying <laughs> and then uh, Eugene Cordero who's in uh, Tacoma FD he plays one of the referees mm-hmm. and he's also Mary Holland's love interest in the film um, he's hilarious when I the first time on set with them was when I was wrestle, arm wrestling Olivia and um, nobody had, I had not met anybody I, I had just gotten done with makeup they called me out. I came out. Uh, the first JD, Seth told me what was going on, or no, maybe Jordan did. I don't remember. Anyway, they told me what was going on, what I needed to do, and and everything. And um. And I'm standing there waiting for you know them to do everything, get set, get everything set. And I turn. Eugene said, "Hey, I'm Eugene Cordero. How are you?" And I said, "Hi, I'm Lee McCormick. You know." And nice to meet you. And Olivia, I shook hands with Olivia. And I leaned forward and I said, um, I'm going to tell you both right now. Don't take anything personally, what I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, okay. And he looked at me kind of weird. And I was like, seriously, I'm really a nice person, I promise. He goes, okay. I'm not going to give away my character. But yeah. Um, when I got finished, he and Olivia both were like, What? And so when I got finished with that, um, the first AD came up and said that the director wanted to, she was going to add on some scenes at the end of the day, some extra scenes that aren't in the script for me to do. And Mm -hmm. so that's when I ended up arm wrestling Mary, the lead. Mm -hmm. And we did more of the same kind of stuff or whatever, but um, I ended up getting called back. I worked on this, on that, film, I think it was it was three or four days the first week and then four days the second week. And I originally was only scheduled for two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Damn. I felt pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. about it. But um but it was fun. I had a really good time working with everybody. I mean there were so many like um there were people I didn't get to work with. Like Kate Flannery's in it mm-hmm. and I didn't get to work with her. Um dot Marie Jones oh yeah she's Dot. in it i didn't get to work with her um because you know they shot on different days than i did mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of who else but i'm in i'm in a lot of the scenes and usually front and center somewhere but i'm i there's no speaking parts mm-hmm. i didn't have a speak and they what was funny is they told me afterwards that i could have spoken at any of those times and they would have kept it and i'm like oh yeah thanks <laughs> so but but, oh Ahmed Ahmed Barusha is uh Maureen the director it's her brother and Mm -hmm. he's a stand-up comedian in his own right and an actor and um he and I one of the days on set I don't know if I was getting slap happy from being tired or what it was but we were doing this one scene and and he and I weren't in it yet and um We were sitting over behind the camera where you could see the screen and stuff. And um, he and I started making up scenarios of what we should do if we get called out to go out there, different things we should. And we got to laughing so hard we had to leave the room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the director's brother. (laughs) So so I thought, well, if you're going to get in trouble with somebody, at least get in trouble with Yeah. But, but he did get called out there to do some background work and he didn't do what I had told him to do. So when I got called to do background work, I did what I, was, and, and they, I ended up stopping the, the camera, they stopped the camera because they said the director couldn't quit laughing because of what I was doing. I'm uh-huh. not going to tell you what I was doing because it was funny, but, <laughs> but it's in the film from what I was doing. And the girl that was wrangling us back there doing background
2: uh-huh.
1: said, did you know? your your wardrobe is messed up and i was like she was the only person that didn't know that i did whatever i did on purpose oh yeah and um uh, but the director thought it was funny so it's, it's in the film what i did so a little piece of what i did
0: so. i can't wait for that to come out
1: i called my dad that night from the hotel and told him what i did and he was proud it's so. exciting yeah <laughs> i get my sense of humor from my dad so
0: now, did that say it comes out April 30th? April 30th. Yeah. Yep. On I own. think it's
1: HBO. Yeah. That's who's been trying to buy it for six or eight months now. Really? It's HBO. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I got a little spoiler. Um, the writer contacted me. Well, she, uh, the rap, the day we wrapped the film which was another extra day that I wasn't originally scheduled. But mm-hmm. the day we wrapped the film, the writer came up and asked me if I would be interested in, in expanding my character for two
2: mm. for the second film. Oh. So
1: um, I told her, yeah, I said, here, twist my arm. <laughs> but then I, <laughs> said, I said, yeah. And um, so I'm, I, she said she had already started writing it. So I don't know. Oh man! I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. I hope that all you know people talk and but I hope it's I hope it comes true because it's a really cute film. Yeah. It's, and I think it would do well as a two. I think I think you know some you don't need to continue. Yeah. But this one would be funny. I think if they continued it and Damn. expanded on it, so.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's freaking exciting. Yeah. Hit yeah. you up too.
1: Yeah. For the. Yeah. Sequel. Yeah, because I want, I really, I really like funny. I like doing funny. Mm -hmm. And so I really, that's my element, I think, is to do funny.
0: Yeah. Is this one like your first, like, comedy, do you think?
1: Hmm. Or have you, like, done a... I've done comedy, like, I've done comedic parts in dramas. Mm -hmm. But this is my first comedy that's a comedy.
2: Yeah, Okay.
1: Um, like in that musical that I was telling, that Nanihi musical, um, one of the years, the direct, it was a different director and she changed up everything and I actually loved it. Um, she had me expand my, she just let me creatively do whatever I wanted. And I got to expand on the character of my, the personality of my character. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up. In one of the scenes, without having any extra dialogue, I ended up flirting with, as an old woman, flirting with the tradesman. And then it elevated to the point of I was chasing him around his trade wagon by by the end of the scene. Mm -hmm. And he was running from me because I was trying to kiss him. (laughs) 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 So, So, I mean, you know... But that was a fun, it was fun. My husband was in the audience that, well, he was not in the audience every year, but he was in the, he said he was in the audience and people were just laughing. <laughs> Look at her, she's hilarious. <laughs> so, so, I felt successful in that. Because <laughs> I was, my character um, in the Nanihi, my character was in her 60s. Oh, really? And so, um, I didn't want to be old Kaji, you know, and so I... Was flirty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was funny, but but yeah, Golden Arm was a lot of fun, and I and I hope we don't get a lot of comedies here in Oklahoma, and I hope we do eventually. Yeah. I hope I hope when you know, I think there somebody said the other day there's like twenty things going on right now, twenty different films going on in Oklahoma right Damn.
2: now,
1: and I'm hoping the percentage of comedies will come will. Rise with mm-hmm. the number of films that come through because I really would like to, really would like to do more comedies, which I'm willing to fly anywhere too, but. Yeah. But.
0: Comedies were kind of want to head towards, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, I, I started doing the private lessons with the Matthew Barry for the situational comedy. Um, I started, it's been eight or nine months ago. Um, because I went to his intensive, he came to Oklahoma and I went to his intensive and he saw that in me. And, and it was, I already knew that I wanted to do comedy, but he, he recognized it and agreed that, yes, that's where I need to be. That's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's what we're, we're working toward. Um, he sent me a script the other day, uh, for me to look at, um, to possibly try to get an audition for a comedy in LA. So
2: Ooh. I'm hoping. I'm yeah. hoping.
1: I'm hoping. Because I really would like... I I went to... I've got, taken a couple of ca- classes at Groundlings, and I want to continue that. Groundlings comedy in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing Zoom classes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've taken a couple of improv classes with them, which I've taken improv before, but I took it with them just to get an idea of... Because Groundlings is... Is where, like, Melissa McCarthy went there and her her husband, um, Falcone, what's his name? They went there. um, Christian Wig went there. I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, comedic actors that went there. And so Mm -hmm. I was wanting to get an idea, okay, how are they different from other, you know, places or whatever. So I'm going to continue to do Groundlings when I can. Whoa. I had an audition the other day that was a dramatic... And I played it funny.
0: Did you? (laughs) Because
1: I thought I probably won't get this anyway. (laughs) (laughs) My husband laughed. (laughs) So there's funny in everyday life. I mean, yeah, you know, who hasn't laughed at a funeral? You know, I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah. I don't think I've met anybody yet that like wants to go into comedy. You know, but everybody's just kind of, like, starting out or whatever and uh, just kind of, like, doing things that, you know, will probably push them towards, you know. So, that's really cool you brought that up, you know, about comedy because I've never, like, thought of, like, as an actor, you know, what do you really, like, want to push yourself into, you know. Because, you know, there's, like, drama, you know, comedy and... um, Well,
1: there's different kinds of drama, too. Like, I mean, you have... um nypd blue you know you have your cop shows mm-hmm. you have your uh, action films yeah you have um lifetime and hallmark <laughs> and you have yeah you know, i mean there's there's just so many different genres or whatever within the you know because there's different the different channels and the different films and the, they all have different personalities i guess mm-hmm. is what i'm looking for and um a good actor should be able to do all of those things. And I, I feel like I can do all of those things. Um, and I wouldn't turn down, you know, if somebody said, Oh, please do this. You know, I'm not going to be like, no, I'm only doing comedy. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. I would, I would do comedy. I mean, I would do that too. That's what, um, there's a period film, Mm -hmm. uh, getting ready to be shot. And, um, Matthew, My acting coach was like six months ago, but we weren't talking about this specific film. But six months ago, I was thinking about doing a demo reel of period films. Mm -hmm. And um, because I have several different on my website, I have several different clips of different things that I do. And um, he said, no, no, do not do period films. Do not do period films. And I'm still not sure why he said that, but I'm not going to (laughs) listen. Because I think I, I think I could still do a period film. You know, I don't think, no, that's not where I'm going to, you know, excel. But I don't think that, I don't think one's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. So, and they were funny then, right? I mean.
0: (laughs) Uh, What was that? one? uh...
1: Weren't people funny in the you know but, <laughs> i don't know
0: the but, charlie chaplin or something is that yeah. his name
1: <laughs> <laughs> abbott, and costello. Yeah, abbott and costello yeah they were funny <laughs> will rogers was funny <laughs> 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 so i don't know I, like, whatever I'm, i'll do it anyway <laughs> no.
0: was um no. golden arm like your favorite like um i guess experience maybe
1: so far i think i think so on a big on a big set i think so um i it's funny i was i did american gods oh for the tv series the first i'm in the first three episodes of the first season and um again not a speaking part (laughs) they gave me words to say and i said them Uh and they did not make it Mm, okay (laughs) so so i'm just you can see my shoulder (laughs) So, yay. Um, It's this one now. Um, But I had, as far, you know, uh, Golden Arm was, that set was funny. I mean, we, it it was hot. It was long hours. But I laughed the entire time. Mm -hmm. American Gods was an eye-opener. I learned a lot on that set. Um, I learned what not to do. (laughs) I learned a lot about actors um, that are higher level than I am at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, Ricky Whittle is the lead in American Gods. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know who he is. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, um, we were at the Drummond Ranch. That's where we shot some of our some of our scenes was uh, the highway at the Drummond Ranch. Mm -hmm. And um, our base camp was on the south side of the ranch. And um, they, you know, they had all the tents and everything set up. And and, um, we were out there and, and the car that's in American Gods, that big black car, they have two of them. And one of them, they were doing highway shots like exterior shots and so they were shooting that one going up and down the highway and so they had at base camp they had our porta potties and like backgrounds tent and you know all our second class citizen area whatever you call it and um, and our rocks and dirt that we sat on and you know and the crackers they'd throw but um but anyway (laughs) <laughs> um, down toward the highway, they had the portable bathroom for the leads and their little tent thing or whatever to cool off in. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is, this is how you meet people on a film set. I was getting bored sitting in that tent and I had been there since they called the casting director called me at one 30 in the morning and said I needed to be there by six. Mm-hmm. Well, I lived almost two hours from there, so I had to leave at two thirty to oh, get there. God, yeah. So I got an hour of sleep. <laughs> so, so, and I didn't know how long I was going to be there. Uh-huh. And so I was trying to not fall asleep. And so I was walking around and stuff, and I was getting oh, loopy. And um, I was walking up and down this dirt road that went from the highway where they were shooting down to our base camp. And I was just walking back and forth Mm -hmm. just to keep active and not fall asleep. And, you know, and I'm walking back toward base camp and I hear the gravel, you know, tires going over the gravel and it gets faster and faster and faster. And then I hear it not on the gravel anymore. And I wasn't walking on the road. I was walking off the road Mm -hmm. and I turned around just (laughs) enough time to see that black car from American gods, come toward me mm-hmm. and then just at the last second turn away Oh shit. <laughs> and i took off running and screaming out in the middle of the field right yeah and um i'm hearing this <laughs> 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 and i turn around and it's the stunt double for ricky whittle oh really <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I'll get you, you know, and I'm acting (laughs) silly and everything. Well, the rest of the day, I kept trying to find him, and I couldn't find him. I'd see him around corners, and then he'd hide from me and run off. And I was like, (laughs) what the heck is going on? Is this guy a fruit ball? What is it? You know, he tried to kill me, and then now, you know. Well, then they all left, or not not they all, but a lot of um, the crew They were, we were supposed to change locations. And so they took our porta potty Mm -hmm. and they took some other buildings and stuff from our base camp and they were moving them to the next location. Well, they hadn't released any of us extras yet. We were still hanging out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're sitting there for hours and all you have to do is drink water and, you know, you have to go to the bathroom. And so we all had to go to the bathroom and they said, well, we'll take you down to the end of the street where the... Leeds bathroom is and you can use that bathroom
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay so we get in this van and we drive down to the the thing and we get out and I'm still looking for that guy yeah. and I mean he looks enough like Ricky Whittle that I was like I didn't know you know I didn't think it was Ricky Whittle trying to run over me but I didn't know for sure you know I didn't know what was <laughs> and I had an hour of sleep so I'm still kind yeah, of still... you know <laughs> And so I'm standing down there in line to go to the bathroom and I was the next person to go. And there were two bathrooms and so there were two lines. And I'm standing there and this woman comes up and she goes, excuse me, Mr. Will needs to use the restroom. And I said, okay. And so I backed up so he could go in front of me. Mm -hmm. And he's English. I don't know if you knew.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He has a
1: very thick English accent. And... No, ma'am, you go, you go. And I said, No, it's okay, you can go. No, you go. I said, No, that's okay, you go. You're you're it. You go. You you can go. She said you can go. No. So we ended up play fighting. And I'm saying, No, I'm not going. No, you can't make me. And I started acting silly. Uh And that lady is just looking at me and him both like, What the heck, you know? And he's like, young lady, I said for you to go. And I said, (laughs) I don't want to go. And he goes, I'm telling you to go now. And I said, fine. And so I started stomping and I went up the stairs into the porta potty and I was, this was all play fighting. This was not real. And I went in there and went to the bathroom and I thought, Oh my God, I just argued with Ricky Whittle. What is, you know, and, um, I thought, well, at least he'll be gone by the time I get out, (laughs) you know, whatever. Uh Cause he went into the bathroom next to me and, um, I came out. Everything come out all right, love. I was like, "Oh my god!" Then he followed me down the stairs. Are you sure you're okay? Why aren't you talking to me? I was just like, "Leave me alone!" (laughs) And the lady that was—I guess she was his handler, whatever. She kept looking at me like I was nuts, and I was like. he's arguing with me. <laughs> so so then day 2 on set, I show up and there's a guy that looks just like Ian Hines. The guy that plays the god. That, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh
2: my gosh, is
1: that e- No, it's Ian. No, is that his name Ian? That doesn't sound right. Ian somebody. Anyway, I'm like getting all nervous. It's his stunt double. <laughs> well, i was standing there talking to his stunt double. He was a really nice guy. I don't remember what his name was, and I, but I was standing there talking to him and I had my cell phone behind my back like this, just holding it. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden somebody walks past me, kind of bumps me, and then my cell phone's gone. And I turn and look and it's the dang guy that tried to run over me, <laughs> takes off running with my cell phone no. laughing. well he don't know me very well Uh (laughs) he didn't know me at all actually i took off after him and tackled him knocked him down and took my phone back Uh in the middle of the green room and and we're in uh ponca city that day oh really and um he's like dang (laughs) dude i don't know you you don't steal my phone (laughs) you're lucky you didn't get punched (laughs) and um From then on, we've been buddies. His name's Terrence Julian.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) And
1: he's a stunt double in Hollywood. And um, he's funnier than crap. I just (laughs) love him and his wife. And um, he actually came and helped us out the first year for the Will Rogers Motion Picture Festival. He did a lecture over being a stunt man and gave everybody his history and showed pictures and video and stuff of his stunts and stuff like that. He's a really good guy, but it was like. I'm going to knock you out. Yeah. What your... <laughs> well, then Ricky Whittle came in later. It was like hours later, I came in and he goes, love, I'm so glad you're back. And I was like, is this the twilight zone? What is it But he's a nice man, but I don't know that he'll ever remember me, but <laughs> it, was... it was weird. But that'd be but...
0: funny if you guys met again and he's doing the same thing. I know. <laughs>
1: I don't know what I don't know if I looked like somebody he knew I don't know what that but but between him and Terrence I was like and I the when we were in Ponca City I had to stand that's when I had my lines um, Mm -hmm. and then got them taken away I had to stand right next to Terrence which was Ricky's spot but I had to stand next to him four or five hours and then, um, because they were shooting the, and, and when we, <laughs> when we shot the first scene, the first take of the first scene, I was supposed to walk out across the sidewalk and then onto the street and then get in a cab. Mm-hmm. And then my cab was supposed to take off. <laughs> the director, um, told Ricky to get off of the bus cause he was getting off the prison bus. He told him to get off the prison bus and then turn almost hit me because that's how the timing was supposed to be. He was supposed to almost run into me and then I go past him and then he gets in the next cab. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if he wasn't listening or if he didn't realize that wasn't the next cab, but the first take we did, we both got in the same cab. I got in and he got in right behind me. I was like, (laughs) okay, we can share. (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) And, um, so the director came over there and he's like, "No, that's not right." <laughs> <laughs> so then they decided that we should run into each other, mm-hmm. and then I was supposed to say like, "Watch it, bub." I think that's what I said. Watch it, yeah, watch it, bub. And um, we did that. I don't know how many times. And then it wasn't even in the.
0: It wasn't even didn't even make it.
1: Mm-mm. didn't even make it That you see him get in a cab but you don't see me get in a cab or anything it's just like fine (laughs) (laughs) you don't know there was a guy on set this was funny I'm not going to mention any names but there was a guy on set that was a stunt that was not a stunt double but it was a Mm stand-in and a lot of people don't know anybody can be a stand-in it doesn't have to be an actor it just has to be a person that looks like the other person Mm -hmm. Because all they use a stand-in for is for lighting. Well, this guy had gotten hired on as a stand-in for Ricky Whittle. They were shooting interior shots of the car. And so Ricky was in his tent or whatever, doing whatever Ricky does. And the crew was setting up the lighting and everything for this shot. And so they needed the stand-ins for Ian, whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Ricky Whittle. Shadow Moon, to um, sit in the seats of the car so that they could check all the lighting and get that all fixed. Well, they had been sitting there, I don't know, an hour, hour or so. They were fixing up the, you know, the lights and everything. And they'd been sitting there a while. And I think it had, it seems like it had, We like we had gotten some cloud cover or something had changed. Because at that point, like it would rain every once in a while and stuff like that. So they'd have to stop production. So everything was was getting pushed back, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: taking longer than it should. But, um, they had been doing the exterior shots of that other car and the back window fell out of that, of, of the other car, the one that wasn't on the trailer. Oh yeah. And so they decided they needed this car to do, to use out on the highway. And so the director said, um, why don't we go ahead and move that car off the trailer and take it down to the highway. Mm hmm. And so, um, Terrence, the stunt double, went over because he's a stunt double, so he's licensed to drive that car. He's licensed with the moving company, I mean, with the movie production company, to drive vehicles. You know, because he's the stunt guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, um, he goes over to the door and opens the door and at- to get the other guy out. So that he can switch places with him, so he can drive the car off of the trailer and take it down to the highway. Mm -hmm. The guy in the car wouldn't get out of the car. And kept saying he would drive. And Terrence was like, no, dude, you can't. You're the stand-in. I'm the stunt double. Yeah. The director said to get out of the car. Guy wouldn't get out of the car. (coughs) you're not using me for what I'm, I'm super talented and you're not using me for my talent is what the stand-in what? was saying. And I'm over there laughing. Cause I know the guy, but I wouldn't tell anybody I knew him. Yeah. And, um, I'm laughing and, uh, the director goes over and what's the problem? And the guy stands up and he's like, I'm not getting out of this car. You're not using me for my talent. I don't feel appreciated or respected. <laughs> And the director's like, "Security?
2: oh my God
1: <laughs> So um he got out of the car and they escorted him off the lot. Oh my God. and he was he was demanding payment, he was wanting I mean all kind and it was like, dude, you're standing. you're not even gonna be on camera. oh
2: my
0: God. <laughs>
1: So I learned a lot. Wow! From that set.
0: Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's but that's insane. <laughs> but Golden Arm was definitely. I think everybody that wants to be an actor should be on set mm-hmm. as a background person, just to observe the crazy stuff that happens like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Golden Arm was totally, you know, the the personality, the the of the film, everything was completely different mm-hmm. from from that one. It was that was funny. Funny, funny.
0: How was uh how was that bar scene? Where uh, uh you might have said her name. I can't, I can't, ever, I can't never remember her name. But she's broke. She broke her arm.
1: Oh, Betsy.
0: Yeah, Betsy. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Betsy is hilarious all when, the time.
0: When you watch the movie, I was uh, I was in that bar scene. Were you? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was uh, cause we moved back and then like I was like uh, oh, kind of want to you know. See what it's like, you know, at mm-hmm. least. So I put in for that, and then they called me back, and I was like, oh, cool, you know. And then, uh, God, it was hot. I forgot what bar it was. Was it, was it, little... That,
1: was it that little? Uh, or no, it was that other one. It was that little one. Was it at the... Um... I can't remember the name. It's by it... that hotel. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called either.
0: Um, uh, Dang, man. I, yeah, I forgot the name of the bar, but it has, like... You know, names written all written all over it,
1: and it's in a long like you have to go down a long high hallway (laughs) to get to it. Yeah, Yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. I can't because it's all connected into one. Yeah, we shot there forever.
0: I want to say Ned's, but I I don't think that's it. I don't
1: remember either.
0: For some reason, I want to say Ned's, but I don't think that's it. But I
1: kept hearing about you know, I kept seeing the calls for people to come to the bar, Mm -hmm. you know, do the bar scenes and stuff like that, and um. I had already put in for the wrestler thing and um that I ended up working background like regular in regular clothes background. They had me change my everything. Like <laughs> change my hair and everything so I wouldn't look at all and but I had to be like I was a body. So they would have me stand like over on the corner where you could only see my shoulder. Or over or in the oh, back where you could only because they didn't want me to be recognized as yeah. one of the wrestlers. So but I was I was in I'm in the very last scene. That we shot that was in a bar, mm-hmm. but it's not the same bar. It was at a. Uh, what do they call those? VFW hall. Oh! Oh! Yeah! 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 it. Was, it was at those one bingo halls? Yeah, it was at one of those. Oh, okay. And okay. There's a little bar in the back of this bingo hall. Mm-hmm. And. um. They had me there, but you could only see like the camera came from back there and went this way, and I was facing this way, so you could only see like this portal. This shoulder is really famous. (laughs) Let's interview the shoulder. No, just kidding. (laughs) 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 This shoulder could talk. (laughs) Because it was, yeah. And it was the closest one to Kevin Costner, too. So.
0: Now, shoulder, what was it like to,
1: (laughs) well, (laughs) you believed it, didn't you, Natty? (laughs) She said, come on, shoulder, talk.
0: (laughs) Natty, you're being good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's a good pup. That's, I love that, that film I was in in Missouri called Lady that went to Cannes, um, Film Festival, um, the dog in it, bless his heart. It was a boy dog, and he had to play a girl dog. Oh, really? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we had to we had to watch for parts, like in different. You know, it's like make sure the parts don't show the parts. <laughs> <laughs> it was
2: funny.
1: <laughs> make sure his parts don't show. <laughs>
2: The
0: dog's like, whatever, I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. He was,
1: oh, it was one of the scenes, I, I'll give it away, but, um, one of the scenes, the dog, the dog and I have a moment, um, the neighbor, I'm still friends with him, but the guy that plays the neighbor was a really jerk, really big jerk in the film. And, um, he shoots the dog Aww. and I found, I couldn't find the dog. I finally find her, her, him. Mm. <laughs> and, um. I'm in the backyard of our house, on the ground, holding on to the dog, crying. Mm -hmm. And the special effects, you know, they had the blood, the fake blood and all this. (laughs) The dog was a fair weather friend. Because every time I would get to the point I could actually cry and tears would come out, Mm -hmm. he'd take off running. (laughs) (laughs) So there were parts of the film I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> because, like, and it, I could sit there and act like I wasn't going to cry uh-huh. and he'd be fine. But the, it was, it was like he could sense the second the tears would start coming, he mm-hmm. was gone. Huh. And he would wrestle me to get away. I mean, there was no, it's like, nope, she's crying. I'm gone. I'm out of here. I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up, he and I both ended up having that fake blood all over us. So <laughs> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: man. I can't watch movies that where the dog dies. I can't I I know I know it's acting, I know I know it's a movie, everybody, chill out, but I can't just like I have so much I've built up so much like compassion now and Mm -hmm. I'm older now so I think a lot about like real dogs and stuff Mm -hmm. so or animals just in general, you know. Like I can't like I don't know. Have you ever uh, seen
1: that movie called My Dog Spot?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I seen that when I was a kid and I didn't really think much of it. But when I watched it when I was older, I was like, oh, God. oh.
1: My stepson, I was sick. Or no, it was when I was pregnant with my son. My stepson, was he was so gentle and he was really sweet. And he was trying to, I wasn't feeling good and I was on bed rest. Mm -hmm. And so he thought he would do something nice because he knew I liked dogs. And so he brought that movie in for he and I to watch in my Mm -hmm. bedroom. He didn't know that oh.
2: what all happens
1: in the movie, and I'm sitting there pregnant, and I just, Bloor! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I in Lady, I I have cried at that, and I made the film. Yeah, I mean, I knew what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that dog is fine, but <laughs>
0: yeah, but still, yeah, it's, it's just... just it. Yeah, it messes with me. Like I, I'm like, oh, that dog's fine, but it's like, oh
1: God, oh mm. no, Oh, it's awful.
0: Like um, Marley and Me.
1: I watched yeah. that once, yeah, and I was no. like, oh God. No. no, I steer away unless I know unless I find out that nothing happens to the dog. I don't watch them. anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm can't do it.
0: What's that one? Uh, it just came out. It's uh, with Dylan O'Brien. It's like a. It's like a land full of monsters now. Dang, I cannot remember the name. And this always happens. Every time I think of something, I can't remember the name. But there's a dog in it. And I was watching a trailer. I was like, nope, not going to watch it. Because there's monsters and there's a dog. No, thank you. No,
2: thanks.
0: (laughs) What's up, everybody? Don't freak out. But um, on that, that's going to be the end of part one. And part two is just directly after this, so just go click on the uh, part two of episode nine, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody.